Tuesday. There and welcome to the rewrap for Tuesday. All the best bits from the Mike Hosking breakfast on News Talk ZB in a sillier package. I am Glenn ZB. And this morning, uh, the main problem with our house system. Yeah, yeah, we're back. We're back to that. Uh, John Stewart has a new show and a new podcast. Uh, Michael's bought a new house. And this is Michael the producer, not Michael the host. Uh, but Michael the host. Why is he actually here? We'll dig into that yeah, shortly. But before any of that, um, do we just need to get used to living with COVID? We will get there, probably because we'll have to. But the New York Times has written a very good piece on how Britain is moving on. Well over a month after their so-called Freedom Day, the world has not ended, nor has it come remotely close. It's not the barbaric experiment that Michael Baker claimed it to be. I'll have more on the piece later. But essentially, through a combination of realism and forced decision-making from the government, you can see where Britain is today compared to us. The stadia are full. The decisions made around indoor-outdoor gathering, dining, basically getting on with life are yours to make. They still publish case numbers daily, which increasingly is seen by science as a mistake, given it gives uh, some people the chance to fixate instead of getting on with life. They're particularly lucky, I suppose, given the mess they made of it at the start, that the antibody rate is now high. Add the vaccine in, and near enough everyone has a solid amount of protection these days. The boosters are coming, of course, and pretty much they're living the new normal. Travel still appears, from my observation, a bit of a problem. That light system they're running, the testing system, changing destinations, seems to make foreign travel more of a hassle. Hasn't stopped thousands of people, though. Follow any famous person's Instagram. They're in Greece or Spain or Italy or the States in the northern summer sun. As the figures we gave you yesterday show, the danger of fixating on cases the way the world used to and the way we still do prevents you seeing the future. More people died in any given week last month in Britain of flu of cancer, of heart disease, of dementia. More people have died of RSV in this country this year than of COVID. No one seems to care about that. Living is risky, but we've taken a specific risk to a crazy level. Perhaps understandably, pre-vaccine, but the vaccine is the best way out. And as the piece from the Times points out, and as far as I can work out, the same attitude applies in any part of, I don't know, Europe, certainly America, there comes a point where you simply have to move on. The danger we face is the longer we delay it, argue about it, freak out about it, the more the world moves on without us. Believe it or not, no one actually cares about us. We were a fascination, of course, for a while when the borders played that elimination trick. But now, once we hit 70% or whatever number it is we're all after as far as the jab is concerned, we need to be like Britain in the Times piece. Despite cases every day, the public seems to have waited up and moved on. And then we had an epidemiologist on this morning. Have I got good at saying the word epidemiologist? Anyway, uh, you, uh, who said that uh, you don't really want to live with COVID because there's he- still heaps of unvaccinated people, and if they all get sick at the same time, you've got issues. Um, apart from anything, uh, the way our health system works at the moment, it doesn't work at the moment. If ever Andrew Little had justification for upending our mad health system, the vaccine rollout, is it? We tend to look at the rollout, of course, on a national basis, but it's anything of the sort. We're currently nationally at about 25% double jab, right? But the worst number is Taranaki at just over 15. And the best number is Nelson Marlborough at 30. So one's 15, one's 30, spot the gap, average 25. Now, there's a bunch of DHBs either side of the national average that you can't really be critical of. They're all within a margin. But once again, what we're seeing here is post-code health care. Your ability to protect yourself is based solely on where you live and how insane a model is that. Now, that said, if you've been following Bloomfield, McInay and their approach to all of this at head office, uh, there's very little inspiration to be drawn. I would have thought, I mean, the new health system is going to be a one-stop Wellington knows-best concept. 
And given the PPE problems last year, the flu vaccine problems last year, the testing kit problems, the contact tracing problems, all the reports pointing out the problems that haven't been acted on, all the MIQ problems, all the procurement problems around the vaccine, I'm not sure what's worse. A centralised dictatorial top-down mess run by clipboarders or at least a slightly competitive model in which you can at least see who's good and who isn't. Now, the problem, as the stats show, it's only good news if you're in Nelson Marlborough. Taranaki, absolute joke. Others worth mentioning, by the way, Capital and Coast, that's, you know, Capital, Wellington, up the coast, the Capital, useless. Canterbury, famously useless. Waikato, also useless. But the West Coast, doing well. South Canterbury, looking good. The Lakes DHB, top of the game. As much as they can be, given head office and the Wairarapa, wrapper, 31.4% of the Wairarapa, wrapper, all above and beyond the national average. Now, could you argue population has a part to play there? Some of those latter DHBs serve small populations. Well, yes, you could, I suppose. But Auckland, well above the average. Taranaki, well below the average. So population clearly only an excuse if you're looking for one. So nationally, not only have we been let down appallingly by a stroll out that was driven by smugness and arrogance, turning it now into an economy-ravaging race against time in level three and four, but depending on where you live, made even more of a crapshoot. I mean, day 14, eh? Day 14 of Level 4. We enjoying the level of service, are we? Um, there's no denying that if nobody lives uh, in your area, it's easier to track down all the people and jab them, isn't it? Um, and we've got some international figures out this morning that have shown that to be true. Um, and some other figures we've got out, uh, stats of people who don't believe uh, in things like, I don't know, the COVID vaccine and what happens to them. Anti-vaxxers. Amanda Galassi, 42, out of Australia. Admitted she thought the virus was just another flu until she got COVID last week. Initially, she didn't agree with the government's scare tactics to get people to vaccinate. She's a self-confessed conspiracy theorist. It gets worse. Caleb Wallace, 30, fighting to end COVID-19 tyranny. He's dead. He's been unconscious, ventilated, heavily sedated in the ICU at Shannon Medical Centre, San Angelo in the States since August 8. He was the founder of the Freedom Defenders, protested against vaccines and mandates. Dead. Uh, Marcus Burks, he's 40. Well, he's not anymore. He's dead. Anti-vaxxer musician. He appeared in ITV's Bad Lads Army. Uh, Vaccine sceptic. Claimed he couldn't get ill. Was hospitalised with flu-like symptoms in early August. He said he was ignorant and he urged people to get the jab. He died at the Royal Stoke University Hospital on Friday. Um, So, yeah, those stats speak for themselves, really, don't they? Um, now, somebody who always speaks for himself is John Stewart, and he's uh, decided to go back on TV to do just that. Trending now on the Mike Hosking Breakfast. Now, like many people who retire, they can't seem to stay away. John Stewart, favourite of the left, of course, has a new show, The Problem with John Stewart. Uh, left the Daily Show. T- tell me how long ago. How long? It was six years ago. Can you believe it? Time flies. Anyway, he's done various bits and pieces in the ensuing years. He was in a thing called Irresistible, been executive producing The Colbert Show. Uh, here's the teaser for his new program. Ah! What the hell happened to my face? No! Guess who's back again? Why would I go back to a visual medium? I could have done a podcast. Turns out actually is doing a podcast, same name. Test, test. Do I tap on the mic? You can tap on the mic. Um, yeah, are you... As a podcast, that's got to be incredibly annoying for people. Yeah. You sold yet? Uh, TV show's going to drop on Apple TV, September 30, podcast on Apple Podcast, same day. John Stewart. Isn't it funny how like I happen to think John Stewart's one of the funniest people on the face of the planet, and 
Mike's obviously got no time for him at all. Anyway, I might get the podcast to listen. Love a, love a podcast. Um, don't you love a podcast? Listener of a podcast? Hey, um, poor old uh, Michael, the producer, um, he's just uh, bought a house, but it might be underwater now. Uh, just further to our news in the northern part of the country, I'm just waiting for the way, uh, by the way, despite the record rainfall or what will be the record rainfall in the Auckland area, I'm just waiting for uh, Watercare to uh, put out the press release this afternoon saying none of it fell in their dams and there will be still hose restrictions this coming summer. About 50 homes have been evacuated in Kumu and the nearby areas got houses evacuated in Henderson Valley and Ranui. Um, our producer Michael's just bought his brand new home in Ranui, his first house, and he's very excited to. Um... It's been quite a stress free week, really, given that, right. uh, you know, settling during lockdown is always a fun exercise as well, of course. So, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah he seems relaxed. I was just going to say he's looking forward to uh, checking whether it's flooded as opposed to moving in. But um, I, I did tell him, and I thought I was being helpful. I said yeah, he's not, he can't move in, of course, until level three. So that could be anywhere between two weeks and two months. And I said it's going to be dry, nice and dry by then as long as you have the windows open. And so you'll be able to move in straight away. And he, he seemed to um, receive that in the uh, spirit of which it was offered. Um, yeah, so I've been um, giving Michael a hard time all morning, teasing him uh, about what the state of his house might be and, and just what kind of watercraft he might now need to get to it. Um, and of course I'll feel terrible tomorrow if it turns out that it is actually flooded. Um... The question is, will James Shaw feel bad about um, making a funny joke about uh, the travel bubble only being for people who wanted to go shopping in Sydney in an interview this morning? That, that, he copped a bit of flack about that because some people pointed out that they were in fact trying to visit family members that they hadn't seen for 20 months. Uh, but he, that, that wasn't the only great joke he made. James Shaw, the Green Party co-leader, is a very likeable guy. He, he's he? made some good points there. He like, why would you want to watch... Question time. Oh, no, I like question Why? time. Well, no, I mean, time. I get that you've got to have something to do while you're on the stationary bike in the garage, but not all of us. No, no, I like question time. Not all of it. that kind of distraction. Not all of it, but I quite like question time. And also, why are you here? That's another good question. Well, why are you here? Well, I've got to push these buttons. Well, I've got to talk into the microphone. Yeah, but you can have a microphone at home. I, don't, I can't have the buttons at home. Believe me, if I could have the buttons at home, I would be... Women sitting up the buttons from a bedside do you table. Reckon, do you reckon you could, if you could do your buttons at home yeah. and I was at home, do you reckon that would work? No, no but no. but I would still do it. Would you? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, come on, all spending all day in your gym jams. <sighs> don't, sir, don't put that in my head. Is there really such a terrible, meanful image, me and my gym jams? I, I'm pretty sure I recall the host uh, admitting on air that he doesn't wear any. And that's a much worse mental image, and that's the one I'm leaving you with. Sorry about that, but, like, I've run out of time. The podcast has to end there. Uh, so I can't do anything else. You can go back to me and my gym jams if you want. Choose, choose one of those ones. Take that with you for the rest of the day, and we'll see you back here again with great imagery like that tomorrow. Tomorrow.